If there are two things that are for certain in my life right now, it is that one, I'm really trying to prioritize the food that I put in my body because I know what I feed myself. I end up feeding baby Poppy. And two, I do not have a lot of time. And even if I have aspirations of having these great balanced meals, sometimes I just do not have enough time to follow through on that, which is why I'm so happy that I have discovered Factor. And Factor makes these delicious, ready-to-eat meals. They're fresh, they're never frozen, they're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So they are perfect for me on those really busy mom days when both kids are going crazy, and they're perfect for my husband when he has long shifts at the hospital. He doesn't really get a meal break, so he can just pop one in the microwave, and it's ready in just two minutes. And I love that they are no fuss, no mess meals, and they're good. They're really good. Plus, you can customize your weekly meals with flexibility so you can get as much or as little as you need. We need different amounts on different weeks, and so this is perfect for us. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunches, snacks, beverage. So it really is just perfect for us. So head to factormeals.com slash inminutes50 to use code inminutes50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. That's code inminutes50 at factormeals.com slash inminutes50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this freeform episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. And today we will be diving deep into mantras, what they are, why they work, how they work, how to use them. And I might even give you some ideas on mantras that you can use and also how you can craft your own personal mantra. And as we begin this episode, I wanted to share an exciting announcement, which is that the at-home retreats are back. And I don't think I've done one of these live retreats, I think since the fall, which like, I where has time gone I do not know but when I was thinking back on it I was like I think my last live at home retreat like the last time we got together was fall which is bonkers so I'm so excited to be bringing it back so on Sunday April 24th from 1 to 4 p.m. I will be hosting the energetic reset at home retreat so we're gonna be doing an entire afternoon afternoon if you are in central standard time of chakra clearing aligning and energetic body reinvigorating and we're gonna do this through guided meditation gentle mindful movement yoga a workshop on identifying where you may have some energetic chakra blockages and what to do about it and then we're going to end with a sound bath so this is a pay what you can donation based event and a donation of any size will get you a spot in the retreat um, it will also give you access to the replay if you can can't make it live. So I'm going to leave a link for that in the show notes and I hope to see you on the 24th. So I'm just feeling so excited about that. I love when we get together and do these retreats and we hang out and we get to just all share this thing that we love. They're just really, really special. So hopefully I'll get to see you there. So let's dive in here. You all know that I love learning so much. I love some good old learning and I love teaching. So we're going to dive into mantras 101. So a quick, dis- blah, blah, 
a quick disclaimer, excuse me, words are hard today, a quick disclaimer. Mantra, its history, its spiritual significance is a huge topic. And if that is something that interests you, I would highly recommend that you continue to look into it. Um, I personally will just be touching on mantra and how it works as a meditation tool and how you can best utilize it in your life and in your meditation practice. And we're really just doing like very kind of just scratching the surface, like mantra 101 and how you can use it in meditation. But if this is something that interests you and you want to dive into just the origins of it, the history of it, the spiritual significance of it, maybe you use mantra in different practices, like I encourage you to go and explore that. This episode is just meant to be kind of that like touching off point that that springboard into into deeper learning. But the reason that I wanted to do mantra 101 is one I use a lot of mantra in these mindful minutes episodes. I use a lot of them and it's a tool that I utilize in my practice and it seems like it's something that resonates with you. And it also seems like the word mantra is everywhere. I hear people talking about it, you know, saying, oh, this is my mantra. Or a bunch of you send me like these really funny reels and TikToks that are like kind of like funny satirical, you know, mantras, like mantras, you know, bad mom mantras or, you know, badass woman mantras, things like that. And, you know, they always make me laugh and I love it. And I even heard someone casually the other day in Target I just overheard it and it was like, and that's why that is my daily mantra. And she's talking on the phone. So I am sure that you have heard of the word mantra, but I think that there's still a little bit of confusion or misunderstanding about what it is and how you can really use this as a tool. So the word mantra itself is a Sanskrit term and it means sacred sound, sacred utterance, or phrase and the word can be broken down into two parts so man or sometimes the origin is manas which means mind and then tra which means tool or vehicle so the word mantra means a tool or vehicle for the mind or sometimes you'll see it translated to a vehicle to get you to a higher state of consciousness or awareness and mantra can be one word like a mantra itself It could be one word like om. It could be a long phrase. Some of the more traditional mantras are almost like a poem in a way. And so they can be any length. And some of the ancient mantras from Vedic times, they can be really, really long. Um, But one that you're probably most common with is maybe om, the sound of the universe. So a mantra itself is not bound by like a specific length. It's not a set amount of words or you know, characters or sounds. And mantra is a tool that you can use in your meditation practice to help cultivate something specific or give your mind a point of concentration during your meditation or to bring some simplicity and purpose into your practice. And you've heard a lot of mantras if you listen to this podcast. In fact, some of the most popular episodes of this podcast of all time are the ones that really utilize mantra as a tool in the practice. And part of the reason why I really like to work with mantra is this idea of bringing some simplicity and purpose into your practice. Like there's so much power in words and what you're saying or what you're thinking and the vibration and the energy that you're putting out there that I personally find 
working with mantra or these sacred sounds or utterances or these sounds that are of the right vibration, which we'll talk about in a moment, like why some mantras resonate with you and why some others don't, and that it can really give some purpose and some clarity and also just make your practice simple in a way, just repeating a mantra again and again and again can be really, really powerful and useful. So a very, very quick history of mantras. So the use of mantras is believed to date back between, you'll see anywhere when you look this up, I tried to get a more specific um, date, but of course, you know, I personally wasn't there, so I can't confirm this for myself, but my best guess is between 1500 and 500 BCE. So, you know, just like a casual, like 1000 year um difference there but it does predate the vedic period in india and i found this in a few places some even consider mantras to be older than language itself of course again like i personally wasn't there so i cannot confirm or deny this but i did see it pop up a few times when i was just reading up on the history and the origins of mantras and a mantra practice for this episode and many of the mantras that are commonly used in yoga or meditation today are believed to have been composed by the sages saints and practitioners of early hinduism and buddhism and though mantras are found across other religious traditions i want to you know clarify here that using a mantra or using a affirmation or repeating a phrase like we do that does not mean that you are practicing a specific religion it's just a powerful tool that you can use in the form of language and this tool is used in different religions but it doesn't mean that you using it is you practicing a specific religion and and I just want to touch on that because you know one thing that I get asked about a lot is and this is probably you know a a whole nother episode topic but when I'm like on other podcasts or if I'm being you know interviewed every once in a while um, people will ask is meditation a religious practice or you know I was taught that I shouldn't meditate because it's against my religion and I find this around the use of um, mantra as well or or using the Sanskrit terms in yoga classes so you know using chaturanga instead of like crocodile pose like does that mean that I'm practicing a specific religion and my answer is always no and that's because for me it all boils down to intention so when it comes to meditation we know that meditation is just single pointed concentration so taking all of our mental power and focusing it on one thing and that could be anything that could be your breath that could be a feeling that could be a mantra right a repetition of a certain word sound or phrase or it could be if you wanted to you could use that time as your devotional spiritual time and you could focus on a prayer or anything that you want but the act to meditate itself is not a religious act it's just single pointed concentration and focusing your mental power on one thing but what you choose to focus on is totally up to you and the same belief you know my belief in that extends to mantra as well so although it has origins the practice of mantra has origins in different religions Mantra itself is just repeating a sound word or phrase that helps you to 
bring something into your life or find clarity on something or to work with repetition in your meditation. And again, it just depends on what your intention is. So if you work with a certain mantra that comes from your particular beliefs or your religious or spiritual beliefs, and that's a part of your devotional practice. That's wonderful and that's beautiful. If you are working with a mantra that is just, you know, saying I am enough or, um, you know, what I seek is seeking me and will meet at the perfect time, right? Those types of mantras don't have religious roots, but it's the same idea. You're just using repetition of a word, phrase, or sound to help cultivate and bring something into your life or to help you reach a higher state of consciousness in your meditation practice. So again, it's just, it's the vehicle, just like the word implies, it is the vehicle. And then whether or not you want to turn it into a part of your spiritual or religious or devotional practice, all boils down to intention. So I just like to clarify that. And I I don't think I've ever really touched on that in this particular podcast. I know I've talked about it like on other ones too, because it comes up. And I like to demystify this in a way because meditation can be such a powerful and useful and beneficial tool. And the different styles of meditation, like mantra meditation or walking meditation, loving kindness meditation, it's... I would hate for someone to, you know, feel like, and I know that this happens because I get asked about it a lot, but it can be such a wonderful practice for your mind and your body and your heart that I like to distinguish that it's not against any one particular religion. It's just a practice of almost in a way like lifting weights for your mind, right? And mantra is just one of the vehicles that we can use to do that. So I just want to make that distinction here. Just in case that was, you know, I don't think that's something that's, if you're listening to this podcast, that that's necessarily on your mind. But I also like to share it here because if you are someone who enjoys meditating, like I do, you may have heard this. This is something that I came across a lot when I had my studio um, in a rural part of the Midwest. I think I, I think I shared this and I, I promise I won't get too far off track, but I think I shared the story once where I was teaching a kid's yoga class and I was reading like Peaceful Piggy Meditation, which is just this very delightful um, children's picture book and it has this pig, you know, meditating. And there were quite a few parents that were really upset because I used the word meditation around their children. And that was the first time that I had really been introduced to this idea that for many people, meditation, it's a common misbelief that meditation is against a religion or it's a religious practice where it's not, it's just, it's single pointed concentration and it totally boils down to the intention that you put behind it or what it is that you want to focus your mental power on that then you can decide whether or not you want to incorporate it into your life in that way or if you don't and that that's okay. So, you know, you may have heard that whether it's from family members or friends and that's the way that I usually explain it. So if that's ever come up or something that you've wondered in the back of your mind, hopefully that helps clear it up or gives you an idea of how to explain it to someone that may be feeling that way because I also don't want, you know, people to be like, oh, how could you ever think that that's silly? Because I know where it comes from and I know how you could think that. And yeah, so that is that getting back on track with mantra. So Mantra, it's not just about 
the words that you say, right? It's about the intention. We're going to come back to this idea of intention several times. So it's the intention that's put behind the words. So you could repeat a word or a phrase over and over and over, but that doesn't necessarily make it a mantra, right? Like I could say, you know, coffee over and over, just say coffee, 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 coffee. But that's just me just repeating a word, but with no intention or purpose behind it. When we work with mantra, it's that intention that really kind of gives it the power and the significance. So why are you repeating this? What do you want to welcome in? What are you trying to evoke? Like, what is the point of this mantra? It's not just about, you know, just saying some random word or phrase without any intention behind it. But when you're really working with these mantras and what makes them so special and makes them so powerful is the intention that you put behind it. And also, if you're crafting your own mantra, you're coming up with your own, if it's has that good powerful intention behind it like it can be really really special so mantras another beautiful piece of mantras is that they can really aid in the individual focusing or concentration or the deepening of meditation while also kind of bringing them to a higher power. So there's this thought that mantras will work to liberate the mind from thought in order to facilitate inner peace or bring you to a deeper understanding of the self. So if you're working with this repetition, you know, you're saying, you know, I am enough. I am enough. Um, one that I was working with today was be still, be here now. And it's just, I just have been feeling a little... I don't know, just like scattered today, you know, one of those days where you just kind of wake up and you're like, hmm, that's like, you know, I'm just feeling a little off or you're just like, where is my mind at today? And so for me, the intention behind, you know, be still, you know, be in the now, be here now is that really just like, okay, just like bring the pieces back. Let's just come together, Kelly. Let's focus on something. Let's be present. And that's my intention behind that. And that's just what I've personally been working with. But I do find that working with mantra helps me in particular when I'm feeling very scattered to really bring that focus in and focus on this one thing by repeating this phrase and repeating this mantra. And once I kind of get into the groove and the rhythm using this mantra to really repeat it, then in my personal meditation practice, I can then release the mantra and try to sit and be. So I'm not just evoking this idea of being still and being in the now by working with my repetition, but then I can really embody that. And as I'm meditating, really finding a space of stillness and presence. So it helps to bring me focus and then bring me to kind of that like deeper space or deeper understanding of the self through meditation. So a big part of meditation is obviously sound and vibration. It's believed that every mantra has a distinct meaning and a unique vibrational frequency, which is part of the reason why some will resonate with you and some will not. Each mantra is unique. Think of it as kind of like a fingerprint. And you need to find the one that really resonates with you, meaning it either has a vibration that is in alignment with yours or a vibration that is potentially higher than the one you're operating at. So it's like elevating you in a way. And you'll know if it's a good mantra for you because it will, it'll just click. It'll just feel good. It'll be like, oh, like that, you know, like that resonates with me. And that's how you know that like it, it doesn't have to 
there's really nothing, I guess, more to it other than a mantra is right for you if it feels right for you and it's good and it resonates. You know, I am enough is a really common mantra, but for some people it might be like, eh, I mean, that one's nice, but it may not really like speak to you or, you know, I, I do not chase, I attract what is meant for me will come to me with ease and an abundance. What I seek is seeking me will meet each other at the perfect time and place. Um, you know, I am worthy of love from myself and others. These are all different mantras. And maybe one of those you were like, oh, that's it. Like, that's the one that I needed to hear today. And that's how you'll know that it's a good mantra for you because it's either in alignment with what you need or perhaps it's kind of elevating your energy in a way by vibrating a little bit higher. So each mantra has its own unique vibration and frequency and you'll know when one is for you because it'll just feel good and right. It'll just click into place and you'll be like, yes, that is one that speaks to me. That's the one that I need. And that's how you know that it is right for you. And just like words, thoughts, you know, everything that we do creates energy and vibrations and sends power out into the world. And this is really how mantras work. So you're focusing your mental energy and power and even voice if you're saying them out loud or if you like to chant, if you're chanting a mantra. And you can use a mantra either speaking it out loud or repeating it in your mind. You can do both. And either way, you're creating a vibration or a sound wave or a thought wave and sending it out into the universe. And we know that our thoughts and our words have so much power. But when you work with mantra, you are cultivating a specific sound wave or a thought wave and sending it out into the universe. And we also know that physical vibrations from speaking out loud also have a very soothing impact on our physical body. They can help to alleviate stress and worry. This is something that I've really been exploring um, with my use of my new, you know, singing bowls and doing sound baths, like how this idea of sound and vibration really impacts you positively and can be a powerful tool. So it's the same idea when we're working with mantra, either through sound wave or thought wave, that we're putting something out there and communicating to the universe. And um, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's really how it works. And it's, we all know that our thoughts and our words have so much power and so much significance and mantra and mantra meditation is a way of really utilizing that and honing in on something specific and using our mental power to focus in on that one particular thing through the repetition of a word phrase or sound and i also want to touch i'm sure a lot of you have already you know heard about this as we're talking about the power that our words have there's this well-known study from japan that's done by dr masaru emoto who looked at how snowflakes formed from water based on if he was saying positive or negative phrases or words to them and the ones that were spoken to like the um, water droplets that were spoken to with kindness created these beautiful fully formed snowflakes but the ones that were spoken to with like negativity or hate, they did not create fully formed snowflakes and they would have kind of these like asymmetrical sharp points. And it's just another way of looking at how our words and thoughts have power and how positive vibration can impact things versus how negative vibration can impact things. And this is also something like, I mean, I love this study at how the way that we speak can impact water. But I think we've all felt this in our own lives, just our everyday lives, right? We've 
just kind of held space with someone or sat with someone where even without them saying anything, we could just get a feel of their energy and whether it was positive or negative or like uplifting energy or if it was kind of like the energy that kind of weighs you down or like, you know, gives you energy or pulls energy away from you. And we know that there's absolutely a difference and that we can feel the difference between positive and negative energies and how they're being sent to us or when we ourselves are sending out positive versus negative energies. I've really been thinking a lot about um, kindness lately and how good kindness feels. And again, maybe that's another topic for another day, but you know, our the thoughts that we have and the way that we feel, it just has so much power, not only for ourselves, but for everyone and everything that we come into contact with during the day. So this episode is brought to you by Cozy Earth, and I'm thrilled to tell you about them because I've loved Cozy Earth since before they even sponsored this podcast. Now, Cozy Earth creates these luxurious bedding products. We are talking about like the softest bed sheets you have ever felt in your life. I'm speaking from experience. Also, these amazing like sleepwear products, loungewear, like anything that you need to create this amazing, soft, cozy sleep sanctuary in your own home, Cozy Earth has it. And about a year ago, I just, I kind of went for it and I ordered one of their bamboo sheet sets. And since then, I now have acquired four of their sheet sets because I love them so much. Like I pulled out that first set. It was so soft and cozy. And I was like, I cannot go back to basic bedding anymore. Like I felt like I was sleeping in this like soft billowy cloud and I had to get two sets for both of my bedrooms in my house immediately. And in honor of Mother's Day and the fact that all mothers and anyone who has a mother or who has had a mother deserves amazing sleep, right now you can use code MINDFUL for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. That is an exclusive Mother's Day offer. You are going to want to go and snag yourself some goodies at Cozy Earth. So get some for yourself. Also get some for your mom because what says thank you mom more than luxurious bedding and she'll think of you every single night when she goes to bed and she's like, this is so comfy. I'm thinking about my amazing kid that gave me this wonderful Cozy Earth gift. And let's be honest, mom deserves it. So head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code MINDFUL for an exclusive 35% off. Soft as a mother's touch, Cozy Earth wishes you a happy Mother's Day. You might be thinking, okay, Kelly, great. Like I love learning about mantras, cool. Um, but how do I use these things? Like I, this is a meditation podcast. How do I use it in my meditation practice? And I want to dive in to that right now. Okay, so now I want to dive into how you can use mantra in meditation or how it is used in meditation. So mantra meditation, which you'll sometimes hear referred to as repetition meditation, is a form of meditation that you do by repeating a mantra to yourself a specific number of times. So often it might be 108. Um, there are 108 beads on a uh, set of mala beads or mala strand and 108 is just a sacred number it's one that shows up in sacred geometry a lot if you're looking for something if you're up in the middle of the night and you can't sleep look into the significance of 108 it's really really fascinating but you don't have to do it 108 times. You're just repeating your mantra a certain number of times in order to cultivate that thing into your life or into your practice. So you also can use repetition meditation by repeating 
other objects or using repetition in other ways during your meditation, but we will obviously be working specifically with mantra in this episode. So you can use a mantra just by straight up just repeating your mantra, right? So you're sitting in your meditation, you're saying, you know, I am enough, that's your mantra, you can just repeat it again and again and again. Maybe you have a mala or a set of mala beads, and you're using that to keep track of your repetitions. And every time you just let a bead slip through your fingers, you say, I'm enough, and then another one, I am enough. But you can also use mantra in a few other ways. So a common way to use mantra is to sync it up with your breath. So maybe when you inhale, you think I am. And when you exhale, you think at peace, right? Inhale, I am. Exhale at peace. Or when you're walking, you can have mantras syncing up with your steps. So, you know, again, I am at peace. It could be when left foot goes down, I am. And right foot goes down at peace. So you're walking left foot, I am. Right foot at peace. And you also can use just a few mantras at the end of a different type of a meditation, maybe like a guided meditation. This is what I use a lot to really just like cultivate and tie up that meditation with a little bow. So maybe if you're working with feelings of worthiness and self-love, you may end your meditation with maybe six repetitions of I am enough or whatever number intuitively feels good to you. That's a very common way to also use mantra is to open or close your meditation practice with repeating a mantra around whatever you are meditating on a few times at the beginning or the end or both. And there is no specific rule as to how many times you repeat a mantra. You can do it a few times. You can do it many, many times. I typically say that you repeat it as many times as you need until you really feel it. Like you really feel it. You're not saying like, I am enough or you're like, uh, sure, I'm enough. But like when you can say it with conviction, you're just like, yes, I am enough. That's when you know you said enough times like where you can really like feel it. So a few just mantra ideas and there's, I mean, so many and you can create your own, but just a few mantra ideas to kind of get the juices flowing is I choose joy. I am at peace. My potential is unlimited Every day is a new day. Everything I need is within me. Feelings are not facts. I am fulfilled. I am fearless. You already have everything you need. Sky above, earth below, peace within. Om, I am here. Peace, I do not chase, I attract. And you use mantras as a way to really cultivate or breathe life and power into an idea, word, or phrase. So remember, it's all about the vibration and the sound and the intention. So as I was listing off those different mantras, there may have been one or a few where you were like, oh, yes, that one. I love that one. That's probably a sign that you should be using that one or that you can start, you know, putting that one into your practice that you need that certain vibration in your life. So what about creating your own mantra or finding your mantra? So the most important thing about finding your mantra or knowing if it's right for you is how it feels. So chances are based on the list that I just read off that, again, there are some that you're like, oh, yeah, that one. I really like that one or that one resonates with me. That's how you know that it's a good one for you. 
And if you're writing your own mantra, and this is something that I did a full workshop on at one of our at-home retreats, and I'll touch a little bit more on it if you come to the retreat on the 24th. We'll talk about like different mantras for the different chakras, and if you have like blockages there, what you can say to try to remove them. Because again, we're working with like energy and vibration in the chakra system, so mantra is a really useful tool there. But if you're writing your own, remember it only has to resonate with you. So try to get out of your head of like, is this quote like right or or wrong? And if you're writing your own mantras, you just need to know that mantras are always in the present tense and they are positive and they just have to feel good to you. So for example, if you are working on self-love, you wouldn't work with a mantra that's like, I don't hate myself anymore, right? That's not very positive. You could definitely, you know, flip it into the affirmative and say, um, I am filled with self-love or I release all negativity and fill myself with love, something like that, right? So same kind of idea and you get to wordsmith it a little bit until the wording feels just right, but it's always in the present tense and it's always positive. It's not when I do this, then I have that. So, you know, when I look like this, I will love myself. There's no conditions here. It's just, you know, I give myself an abundance of love every day. Present tense and it's positive. So keep that in mind if you're working on crafting your own mantras. So I hope that this sheds some light on mantras, what they are, how to use them, how we can use them in meditation, and why they may be useful for you or why they may impact you. And hopefully I will get to see you on the retreat at the 24th or later on the replay. But I hope that wherever you are, you are having a wonderful, beautiful day. And I am sending you so much gratitude. And thank you for tuning into this episode and letting me share something that I love with you.